Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, ordering multiple interviews, part two. Here we go. This is gonna surprise folks a bit, I think, that we're recommending that all of their directs interview during the day. Right. Obviously, sometimes it can't happen. Sometimes it's hard to make happen. But right. the starting point is every single one of your directs. Yeah, it's, that's the starting point. And, and, and it's, it's rarely going to happen that way. If you have 10 directs, you've got a nine-hour interviewing day. That math just doesn't work. Now, we say this, and other people actually recommend this too. And then they realize 10 directs, nine hours. Okay, I've got to shorten the interviews. That's a yeah. big mistake. We'll okay. talk about that in a second. But then what other people do, and I honestly believe, I have no evidence for this, but I think this is what caused group interviews. The other thing that caused panel or group interviews is people not being good interviewers and discovering that when other people had to ask the questions, they could just sharpshoot the answers and probe and so on. And so it ends up nobody is any good at interviewing in any company. Nobody's in charge. Yeah. It's just this morass of... Yeah. Well, it's not so much that they're not in charge. It's just nobody develops skills to be good at interviewing. And if you're mm-hmm. interviewing is the most important thing managers do and nobody develops any skills at it, the talent base that you are got, unless you throw money at people, is not going to be that good. And throwing money at people is not a retention tool. So... We start with the concept that all, and of course, those of you who are licensees will notice in the show notes that all has an asterisk by it, because that is the starting point. And then you work backwards from there um, with the understanding that quality still matters, rather than saying, well, okay, let me just put the order of the interviews that I have, and whoever I get in is whoever I get in, and then start whittling everybody's time down, which is a bad idea. Um, the key, I think the key subpoint of that is don't shorten everybody's interviews in order to have everyone get a chance to briefly interview because briefly interview or a brief interview is essentially not an interview. It's just a, it's just a chat session. So there's a big, big difference between even an hour and 45 minutes or an hour and a half and 45 minutes. Yeah, I don't, I, I think um, a shorter a 45 minute interview greatly increases the chances of, of a yes during an interview. And maybe a bad yes. <laughs> Look, the all, there might be a bad yes. Yeah. First, 45-minute interviews also often end up being 30 minutes long due to delayed schedules mm-hmm. and yeah. changes and mistakes and phone calls and bathroom breaks and so on. And 30-minute interviews are just long enough for the smiles and the initial pleasantries to almost wear off. And people don't feel confident saying to their boss in an interview results capture session, if you're smart enough to do one of those at the end, saying, uh, yeah, I didn't like him. I had 30 minutes. I didn't like him. You almost have to be a jerk uh, or um, misanthrope to to say, oh, I, I didn't like the guy. So if you don't have enough information to say no and, and, and sh- share that in the interview results capture meeting, most most people's response is to default to a yes. Yeah, and what happens is they don't they don't act as if it's a great yes. And of course, you you, you have to have an interview results capture meeting in order to find out whether or not people are saying yes or no. What happens is too many people just say, "Well, you know, he's good, he's fine," right? But they're not really forced to make a decision and they don't feel good about making the decision in 30 minutes. So the combination of the 30 minute interview and the fact that we don't require them to make a recommendation point blank, hire or don't hire means they can just say, Oh, he's fine. Right. And then what happens is they know that's going to be the case. They then reverse engineer their feelings about it. So see, I did this and you did this and I liked him. It was a good first handshake. And you know, you had a good answer to tell me about yourself or, you know, he worked on some of the same projects, some, some, same code. He came into code the same way I did, or, you know, some of his project management I thought was really good. But in a 30 minute interview, 
No, it's just yeah, not. It's, can't do it. No. Are there people who do 30-minute interviews? Yeah, and they're professionals. Um, and they have very structured interviews where they have data saying the answers to these questions show this and this and this, and answers like this mean this. And it's not perfect, but they've systematized it to the point where you can feel pretty good about the outcome. And the standards are really black and white. Whereas in most cases, most interview standards are not black and white. Even in our process, it's not black and white uh, unless you enforce you have to make a recommendation, right. yes or no. So, um, so what if you, ha you have 10 directs? You don't have time, obviously, to go through 10 directs in a, in a day, to have them all interview. So it's probably a pretty obvious answer, but how do you, how do you, make, the, how do you make the cut? Who does yeah. the interview? Yeah, you leave off the more junior the more people, junior right? Ones. Now, now um, we'll have more guidance about that, but, but basically, yeah, you get your more senior people. To interview now look if somebody's going to write me an email and says well you know you told me to write when we have more senior people interview but there's one of my guys who's more senior who's a jerk he's not engaged in the team yeah. he's, he's retired on active duty he he doesn't respond well to guidance he's uh, he knows the founder well, okay fine don't have him interview yeah there's some judgment. The way, there might be some judgment yeah. and, and, and by the way that'd be a great little quiet shot across the bow of that guy no you're not doing the interviews why not i've got the most experience because i don't think of you as a team player and uh, I want this person to fit into the team and I'll make sure that when they join the team, they join the team that I want to have rather mm. than the one that you seem to be fighting me with. Now, I know some of you are listening to me going, I can't believe you talk that way to a direct. Well, I would. And those of you who know me know that I would. And it's one of the reasons that I'm a good manager. And you may not choose to say that to your direct. Uh, and this is, of course, a future cast, as you might imagine. But you could, you absolutely could, yeah. uh, or you could just say, you know, I'm sorry, there just wasn't enough time and you were involved in some of the previous interviews, so I just decided I'd give some and, other people a chance. Right. And, there's a, and there's a broad range of ways to share that message, right, in terms of how you how you say it, right? Well, yeah, there's a broad range, as, as long as the person understands you excluded them on purpose. Yes. Right. right? Yeah. You don't say, oh, I'm really sorry, I forgot, I'll see if I can't arrange it. Oh, gee, there wasn't enough time. Because they're going to read the worst into it. If you're yeah. trying to exclude yeah. them, they're going to read into it that you're being a jerk. Right? Or you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, which then goes to, and if they're the friend of the founder, they go talk to the founder. Clearly, the guy doesn't know what he's doing. He, he doesn't have me interviewing. I've got the most experience here. I know where all the bodies are buried. I should be interviewing. How could he possibly? And then he sits in front of the candidate and says, I know where all the bodies are buried. I'm friend of the founder. Right, yeah. that helps you. Right, yeah. that helps us hire people. There yeah. you go, idiot. Okay, right. when you said earlier, um, your more senior people get seventy-five minutes. So they're more experienced. They know how to interview better. The, the return on investment on their time is right. really higher than the return investment of a more junior person. We want our more senior people to have more time with candidates. We want their experience, their wisdom, their BS detectors, their knowledge of the company, their knowledge of you and of people who have succeeded and failed at the firm to have more time to explore the candidate. Now, again, there's judgment here because, in fact, we could have two senior people who aren't good interviewers. So all I want to do is write code. I don't care who we hire. I mean, which literally may be one of the dumbest things that's ever been said. And it's galactically stupid. And I'm, I'm reconnected with galactically stupid. By the way, for those of you who don't know, Mike and I are both at Pebble Beach this weekend. We're recording at Pebble Beach so we can see each other. So we're having a great conversation. And I was just actually uh, traveling and I watched the last 45 minutes of A Few Good Men where oh. uh, <laughs> it may have been longer than 45 minutes, maybe an hour, but the point the at which, when they're at Tom yeah. Cruise's house and he says, pardon me if we don't take the advice of the galactically stupid. Um, <laughs> I just love that. Um, and I recently put in Things I Think I Think, which goes out to our licensees, the weekly email, that, that we... 
that I had discovered where that phrase had come from. I completely forgotten. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. I completely forgotten that Galactically Stupid had come from that from that movie. And I just said it a few times on air. And there, there are websites out there and people talking about it. There's uh, um, there's a Squidoo lens by Warren Johnson that talks about famous Markisms and Mikeisms. And one of them is Galactically Stupid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the idea that a senior person doesn't want to be involved in interviewing. If a senior person to you says, well, I don't really want to be involved in the interview. And that's not really what's important around here. You just say, okay, you are galactically stupid. You may be really good at one narrow thing, but... Being good at really one narrow thing means you get less and less to do except for that one narrow thing. But look, there's also an overlay here, and this is overall general guidance. We have more guidance to come in this about the level of ability of interviewing. Okay. Now, this cast is part of the Effective Interviewer series, which will come out at some point in the future. This is part of the free part of that series. Uh, there will be a paid part of that series that says, this is how you interview somebody in the same way that we had an interviewing series, which is this is how you are interviewed. Um, and one of the things that we'll talk about is how to develop people to be good interviewers, mm -hmm. right? That, that if you have a young professional who shows a lot of promise, include her in a, an interview and, and help her understand, maybe through the effective interviewer series or some other way, um, how to interview somebody and then teach her the process of how she can become an effective evaluator of human, of human talent and a senior person who's um, toward the end of their career and saying, I don't want to be involved. Okay, I'm not going to invest time in you. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're trying to flip their switch and say, I, I, I believe you have value yet to offer the organization and I can overcome your galactically stupidness in order, galactical stupidness in order to get you to be an effective member of the team. Um, but sure, we want a more senior person who's a professional who understands what 75 versus 60 minutes is to have a more fully developed interview. We want them to have more chances to look for reasons to say no, because they have more reasons to say no. Right. Really, um, almost no one can give a detailed interview using a full raft of behavioral questions in an hour. We want them to feel comfortable probing further uh, when something bothers them. We want them to get through at least an hour of their interview, even if there's sna a snafu some point during the day. and. Trust us, folks, stuff happens every time. And we're going to tell the candidates the longer interviews are intentional for those who opinion, whose opinion matters most to me as the hiring manager. It's interesting. We should talk about that a little bit in terms of experienced interviewers. An hour or 75 minutes is nothing. No. It's nothing. No. Our last interview we did here, you and, you and I were interviewing uh, folks independently, and my part, the tell me about yourself, I think we went four hours. Yeah. Four hours. Yeah. Folks, one question, four hours. Yeah. Now, of course, there are time constraints and resource constraints, and you can't fly somebody in and put them up in a hotel for three nights and grill them till the nth degree, and we're a small company, so that changes things. The person that we hire is going to be, what, 10% of the company right. rather than 0.0001% of a big company. But yeah, to be a really, really good interviewer, and again, Horstman's Christmas rule, you don't interview very often, you better figure out a way to get better at it, and having an hour to do a really in-depth interview just is really hard. rare, really hard. Uh, in fact, one of the great gifts of my life is having spent time as a recruiter, having an interview with 30-minute interviews that were very prescriptive in nature in order to make a decision, and knowing that I had to make a decision at the end of the 30 minutes, and I got really good. I did tens of thousands of interviews that way. Okay, the next point we wanna make is that junior people get 60, 60 minutes, minutes, right? There are no 45-minute interviews. There are no 30-minute interviews, which we alluded to earlier. 
everyone else but the most senior people. And you may only, folks, to be clear, you may only have one most senior person. Maybe, in fact, you don't have any. That's a call you'll have to make. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit in the, in the schedule we give you at the end of the, at the, end of the cast. But um, everybody else gets an hour. So it's possible that everybody could get an hour, and you may then feel like you have a chance to get an extra interview in. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, um, it's, lo- it's long enough for... A good interview, right? But it's not long enough for a great interview. Yeah, well, it depends. It's long enough for a good interview and somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, For somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Now, now, to be honest, if you use our interview creation tool, you give them the raw material such that they won't be awful at it. The awfulness of interviews comes from people asking the wrong questions. I think I mentioned it earlier. What color are you? (laughs) Right? Gee, let me check. The skin below my shirt cuff is exposed. Let me just look. It appears to be a sort of peachy, pinky color. Oh, well, there's um, some recent recent uh, article about um, Google talking about these mm. these brain teasers and stuff. How yeah. stupid they, they, yeah. they're not indicative of success yeah. in the job at all. People this is all. not unusual. I, you know, I talked about this years ago when people said, "Oh, Google interviews this way." I said, "Guys, I'll tell you, that's Google feeling young and and they hire a lot of really, really smart people and a lot of people who are really smart, intellectually exceptionally bright, love to show off. There are some that don't, but generally speaking, the drive that causes people to be that smart, to achieve at that high level, causes people to, you've all met them at, at, at parties, they're intellectual snobs and they're bores because they want you to know how smart they are. And that happens in the early stages of companies. And Google got really big really fast because of the genius of its technology and the genius of its people. And so people wrote about how Google got that way uh, as if to suggest that those interview questions really made a difference. You know, why are manhole covers round? Um, and what's funny about that is everybody who had any experience in interviewing knew that doesn't, that doesn't help. Yeah. It just doesn't help at all. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll allow Google at times to ask a question that's really technical. Uh, one of the books we've recommended before, uh, I want to say it's Joel. I want to say Spassky, but that's uh, about uh, smart and gets things done. He talks about you. You, you can ask someone to do a coding problem if you're hiring a coder. You're hiring a coder. Holy that's a Toledo, great, do a great it. question. Right. I'll never that's forget a behavioral interview. I right never there. forget a CEO who wanted to hire a financial assistant, and she said, "Oh, I'm familiar with all the major uh, software programs, Microsoft Word, Excel. Oh, good. Well, he, she has Excel. You know, I'm going to have her take a test, and I'm going to set up a pivot table and so on. Pretty standard stuff. Couldn't do it." And he says, well, you said you were good at it. She says, well, I've never done that or that or that or that or that or that or that, (laughs) right? So, yeah, it's totally okay to test people. Um, But, yeah, those kinds of questions. The data, you got to love data for for publicizing it, just like they do with Project Oxygen. What makes for a good manager? Oh, gee, it's getting to know your people and talking about performance, pushing work down and being available and know their personal lives and so on. Gee, it's like they learned it from us. Same thing here, right? And obviously Google didn't learn behavioral interviewing from us, but what the highest correlation between prediction of success is behavioral right. interviewing. It's yeah. not clever interviewing. It's not intellectual power interviewing. It's not creative. It's not weird. Um, and people think they're being creative coming up with questions, and they're not. Yeah. And unfortunately, the state of the world today, the professional world today, is the smart managers in the world give the, their people the questions to ask. And that's why we created the interview creation yeah. tool. I should which, put a link to that article up on the, on the, we should. On the website. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. And related to that, I mean, the interview creation tool, for those people who are licensees, we have thousands of interviews being created. And it basically says, 
look, answer these questions about the job you're hiring for and, and it will print out a 10 page interview form that will come up with the toughest, best series of interview questions that you will immediately realize are great questions to analyze this job that you're trying to fill. And it gives you chances to put in your own technical or, or, or custom questions as well. Um, so we get a little far off point there. Sorry, Sorry folks. The, the whole point of that is, okay, junior people get 60 minutes. Um, and if you give them the questions to ask, they can conduct a, a competent interview. The beauty of, of this system is at the end of the day, everybody gets a voice. So you're not gonna be tied to just one person, your best guy saying, oh yeah, he's great, or oh, I don't like him. Um, and they have to support their answer. Again, that's the interview results yeah. capture meeting, which is uh, a free cast. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to our website, manager-tools.com and Google, I'm sorry, search for interview results capture meeting. Um, so one hour interviews are long enough that you can get some data gathered. It's also short enough that someone who's less polished, less prepared, um, can sustain their focus. There aren't that many people who can handle a two-hour interview, mm. okay? Almost nobody can without prepared questions. And you tell somebody they've got a two-hour interview with you or with anybody else, and you don't give somebody prepared questions, and that interview goes an hour and 15 minutes, you're essentially either scaring the candidate by saying you're not good enough to sustain a two-hour interview, or telling the candidate, I don't have enough detailed questions. I'm willing to spend an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes rather than two hours with you. And we're going to bet the rest of your career on that hour and 15 minutes. I'm sorry. That's yeah, just it's, like, yeah, it it's work. like a needle in a haystack almost. Or they stretch it out to two hours and just becomes this, just. <sighs> yeah. A marathon session of, uh, uh, of picking and probing in a way that's not helpful, not professional. Exactly. Uh, and they don't know what they're looking for. If you don't know what you're looking for, folks, you won't find it. Right? I, I don't I don't get that. Um, or then, oh, suddenly he said something that I felt was really insightful. You take somebody through a two-hour interview, and an hour and 45 minutes in, they say something incorrectly, and you draw some big inference from it, that's bad interviewing, yeah. okay? And look, you schedule a 60-minute interview, but in a fully packed day, and we'll share the schedule here in a minute, as we mentioned, your interviews are gonna be slightly less than that. It's a combination of Murphy's Law, lack of practice, queuing theory, bathroom breaks, fire drills, People called away for a meeting. I know you're interviewing somebody, but it'll just take me just a minute. You just want to smack people like that. Like, are you an idiot? You're, again, galactically stupid. Uh, and folks, if, it's, if I sound more exercised than I have lately, it's because the most important thing managers do is interview to hire the right people. So I think I've said it like several times, but we obviously in, in light of this process, we are assuming, as we mentioned at the top of the show, that you're using our interview creation tool. And if you're not, you should. You should. <laughs> So let's let's get into, we, we talked about senior people interviewing, junior people interviewing, senior folks getting more t more time, but when do they get that time? Yeah, Is morning. it better in the afternoon? Morning, 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 morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should always have the easiest interview times be with the toughest interviewing people. Easiest from whose perspective? From the organization's perspective or for the, from the... The candidate's, from the candidate's perspective. perspective. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, look, if you're a professional and you're interviewing at four o'clock and you start your interview by saying, I'm really tired, but I'll do my best. Somebody, again, you ought to be smart. Like really, <laughs> seriously, galactically stupid. So the easiest interview times ought to be with the toughest interviewing people. Let's not have some tough, brutal interview at six o'clock at night with a well, candidate. And the candidate just beat down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not fair. It's, uh, it, and, the, and the easiest interviewing times are first thing in the morning when your candidate is fresh and ready and still thinking she can hide her faults all day. Your toughest interviewers 
hypothetically, we, we believe historically should be your top performers or your most experienced directs, provided they know how to conduct an interview. The only question, because I know you, you said toughest, your toughest interview, but define toughest for me because I know a lot yeah. of people in their head, they're thinking something different than we are. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah right? you're right. Yeah, toughest is probably the wrong word. All I mean by that is hardest to get a yes from. Not mean. We not. do not mean. We'll not ever endorse conducting anything resembling a stress interview or making a candidate uncomfortable or creating a false impression. Professionals do not do that, folks. If you think that's okay, stop listening now. Don't ever tell anyone you ever learned anything from manager tools about interviewing. That is not the way to make choices about people. Now, I know some people at Wall Street who said, this job is really a pressure cooker, so I want to put them in a pressure cooker in the interview. And I will allow some of that, um, although now people are going, well, my job is a pressure cooker. Folks, no, yeah. your job is not. Um, but what I would say is it depends on what they mean by that. If we're talking about uh, making somebody sit around for 45 minutes to see what they do, some sort of psychological test, since you're not a psychologist, you don't know what their response yeah. means anyway. If you're talking about interrupting them constantly or being negative about their answers and so on, you're not smart enough to do that, folks. And we don't mean that rudely. None of us are. None of us are smart enough to do that. And so the idea is conduct a professional, fair, polite interview with tough questions that you listen to, probe deeply, and have the skills to analyze the answer well enough so that it's hard to get a yes from you. Remember, the purpose of interviewing is to say no. And if you do that, that ends up being a tough interview that not only increases the chances that the candidate will say, I understand why I didn't get an offer, but, but will also cause candidates who get offers to say, I earned it. Yeah. If you give a tough interview, and by that I mean rude or disrespectful or psychological in nature in a way that you can't even understand, but which you want to put the candidate under a lot of pressure, candidates who feel ruled out say, well, that wasn't fair or reasonable. Right. And the guys who get the job get the job because they believe they're tough, which only adds to the mentality that I should be tough at work, which means I'm going to treat other people like crap. And then we end up mm. with a really crummy, crummy workplace environment. Yeah. And look, here's the funny thing. You, as the manager, are not the toughest interview in the mind of the candidate. You may, in fact, be the person that's going to be hardest to get a yes from, but we're talking about this in terms of the difficulty of getting a yes from this candidate's perspective because the candidate already think, thinks they did well with you, okay? They already think you're slightly on their side. There are two problems with you interviewing first. First, if the candidate bombs, in part because they take it easy, and I hear this story all the time. I interviewed him first because, and the candidate just relaxed and said, you know, when do we get to the offer part? That's, right. an, that's an oversight. And they, and they think you're, you're somewhat on their side already because yeah. by, for, you've done a phone interview. Right. Cer certainly you've done a phone interview before yeah. you brought them he, in. Right? You've already interviewed me. You're, well, I'm good with you. Exactly. you check that box. And so in their mind, there's a case to be made that the rest of the day is a waste. Okay. Now, you, you could say, well, if, you, if, if, if they bomb... I want to still go through the day because I want my young people to interview them to get a chance to see what good and bad is mm -hmm. and, and to actually practice asking interviewing questions and listening for behaviors in the behavioral interviewing answers and then probing on the right behaviors to make sure you learn about them. Um, and of course, you would, in that case, you would do the interview recapture. Cap results capture me yes, exactly. to make sure that they got the lessons. Right, and like, to make sure that they know how to make recommendations. Yeah, most don't, most don't, yeah exactly. Um, second, you need more time with the candidate. 
starting with it, you need more time than other people do. Starting with a two hour interview with you will drain your candidate. Okay. Um, and I got to tell you, they, they, they think that the first interview is with you and that you're on their side and you take them through two hours and they will leave the interview with their head spinning because they don't know if you like them and they should take it easy or if you just sort of hit them in the face and now the rest of the day they're like ah I'm off I'm not feeling good right. and then you have your top two people right after that they're going to they're going to get two no's from the top two people and you're in trouble um and we don't want that we don't want the mentality that the candidate has in the interview and a response to how we behave to affect their ability to interview. We want to get an accurate appraisal of who they are right. in the workplace. And we're looking for reasons to say no, but we're looking for legitimate reasons yeah. to say no. We're not trying yeah. to set them up to fail. Exactly. Like if we want, yeah. if we wanted to ensure we got it, oh, oh, we could easy. absolutely do that every time. Yeah. Right? We're not trying to do that. Yeah. We've seen too many candidates go from a long first interview with a hiring manager to then having an awful second interview. So it's just a bad structure. We've got data on that, okay? Further, there's less chances that scheduling will impact the early importance of our more valued interviews with our top, our more senior people, if they get them out of the way in the morning, particularly since they're longer. Um, now, could you have more senior people in the afternoon? Uh, could you do, handle a, a, a senior interview in the afternoon? Sure, you could, but this is our recommendation. If, if, if a senior person can't interview in the morning, okay, fine. Although, I will say, somebody says to me, yeah, I'm busy that morning, I can't do the interview now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not realize this is the most important thing we do here? Choosing new people for our team? I think, unless you're meeting with the CEO privately in his office with the door closed, yeah, you're going to be here. A member of your team yeah. probably affect your and, workload. I, yeah, I, I every once in a while, roll power, power really matters. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's go on and talk about lunch. Okay. And there's, real, there's really two scenarios, right? The, a fast lunch or a full lunch. And the full, the full lunch solution is to have... 90 minutes on your on your schedule for it. And we and we recommend that. Why is that? Yeah, and just to be clear, the fast lunch schedule is only 45 minutes. And it's kind of a brown bag at the office right. sitting around the conference table and you order some stuff in and there's five different sandwiches and the candidate gets separate first and then you get left with whatever's left. I did watch a candidate once. Everybody else picked and there was one lunch left and the candidate ate it and the candidate hated it and hated it and hated it. Didn't like the lunch at all. And then later told me when I outbriefed the candidate at the end of the day, we were consulting with this company that were learning hiring processes. He says, you know, I hated it and it almost made me throw up and that affected me. But then I also thought, how selfish of them that I got to pick last. And I kind of raised my eyebrow like, oh, so you think you should have gone first. And then I realized it's not that we want the candidate to go first. It's just that we, we, we don't want their lunch to affect their ability to interview the rest of the right. day. And any one of us, if, we, if the last sandwich is pimento cheese and you don't want it, you can go somewhere else after you're done with your interview and get a lunch. The candidate can't. Yeah, so. man, well, that's, you know, that's probably one of those moments where, well, you're glad you heard that from the candidate. <laughs> yeah. It probably wasn't I, a good thing for him to say. <laughs> I also had a candidate say, the lunch, at the end of the day, they said, the lunch was not scheduled at convenient time. That's not when I eat lunch. And then they also were said to tell a candidate, tell one of their interviewers, you know, I'm feeling a little bit, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be at my best toward the end of the day. I didn't get a chance to eat lunch. And the, 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 the interviewer says, well, but, but we gave you time to eat lunch. That's not the time I eat lunch every day. Okay. okay. So, that's, that and gets into the galactic Right, right. And, and the manager said to me, we're not sure he's a fit. I said, oh, he's definitely not a fit. <laughs> definitely not a fit. Um, okay. So, 
Again, fast lunch is 45 minutes, and there are different pluses and minuses here. For general scheduling purposes, we recommend you start with 90 minutes for lunch. In other words, put a block of time of 90 minutes for lunch on the meeting. And if things get too hard for that, if it gets too logistically challenging, then you can cut lunch to 45 minutes and you can change your tactics, change your logistics, okay? And we're gonna have more guidance on lunch because lunch is a, there, there are several different ways to do lunch and we want you to understand the pluses and minuses, but basically a 90 minute lunch is a is usually a group lunch with you and the candidate and two, three or four year directs. And usually that much time allows you to go offsite, assuming that there's an offsite place right close and you send somebody in advance to get a table and all, we'll talk about that all in the- okay. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it some other time, but I, I when you have time, these long lunches- Way better. What you, what you learn yeah. just, Blow yeah. your mind sometimes. Yeah. And good things and bad things. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, it's okay to have a 45 minute brown bag and have three or four people sit around. And it's okay in certain cases to have the candidate eat alone. Although I have video of candidates eating oh, alone and they're not imagine. comfortable. They're not comfortable, guys. Trust me. Good. Okay. So now let's talk about you, the manager, when you, when you uh, interview. And I'd assume the manager is one of the senior people, but we're not recommending that the manager interview early in the morning. We're recommending that the manager interview last. Yeah. A lot of managers know this. Some actually do it. If several of your guys come back to you and say during the day, this person's not good enough, you probably don't need to conduct the final interview. You may choose to do so, although there, there are risks associated with that, right? We recommend, we recommend telling the candidate they've been ruled out. Again, some managers prefer not to do that because well, I could say cowardly, but I won't say cowardly. I'll say they just, oh, I'm uncomfortable doing that. Well, okay. Do you get paid to be comfortable? I don't know. If we're paid to be comfortable, let's all go to the beach. Um, because the standard in interviewing is obfuscation, lack of clear feedback to people. And everybody always says, it's just like managers and feedback. I'd love to get more feedback from my manager, but I'm uncomfortable giving right. it to my people. Same thing. If I'm interviewing, if the company felt I did poorly, I want somebody to have the guts to say to me, yeah, this was a problem, now. this is a problem, this is a problem, and so you're not quite a fit. But we think you're fabulous, we just don't think you're a fit for us, right. and that's okay, we have high standards. Yeah, put me out of my misery yeah. now, you make me wait a week or right. two weeks to, to yeah. tell me no. <laughs> further, further then, the other choice is, well, I'll wait, but then you have HR call and say, I'm sorry, we won't pursue any further, or you send an email, or a text message, or a letter. Yeah. So regardless of whether you share feedback or not, you could easily say, look, it's been a long day. I've already interviewed you once. We're way behind schedule. I don't need to talk further with you. Today is much more about my team getting comfortable with you. Okay. For those of you who wanted me to say that again, I get asked this all the time. We, when he every once in a while sends me an email or calls me and says, I need help with this answer. I said, okay, here's what you need to say. She says, oh my God, did you have the recorder on? No. So I'll say it again, guys. <laughs> look, it's been a long day. I've already interviewed you once. We're behind schedule. I don't need to talk further with you, right? Today is much more about my team getting comfortable with you, right? And the candidate will be a little bit disappointed, but they'll also be tired and yeah. they'll be okay. Be okay. Okay. And if you do interview, either because you don't know what your folks think, which of course is the way it should be in a, after a fashion, or because you intend to interview no matter what, it's still best to go last. Your candidate is tired. You already have a sense of them. You're going to get a great read in part because you've already talked to them. And you're also going to get two hours. And if you're smart enough to recognize that this is the most important thing you're doing today, the last slot of the, last slot of the day is the one to have. I know a lot of managers who have told me, Mark, that is the toughest thing for me to interview from 4 to 6 or from 3.30 to 5.30. Uh, and they say, I only want to do an hour and a half. I, I, I would be okay with that. I, I really would. 
the vast majority of managers I know, the only factor that they're considering is, you know, how they're saying one of two things, either I, I'm desperate to avoid making a mistake or I'm desperate to have somebody. If that is your thought process in the beginning, an hour is too short a time. It is just too mm -hmm. short a time. An hour and a half for a more confident interview is probably okay. But for the average manager that I know, two hours is the way to go. And if you can't sustain a two-hour interview, you're clearly not using our interview creation tool and probing. And uh, why not have 50 questions written down? Yeah. Why not? You don't need that. You need 10 or 15 questions. But why not have more? Why not say, gee, I'm only going to spend eight hours with this person or my team is, and then they're going to be with me for the next five years? Really? That's a really small sliver. Yeah. Um, you know, for the want of a shoe, for want of a nail, the kingdom was lost. Yeah, so, if, you have, if you have a team of 10 people, it's one-tenth of the performance of your organization. Yes. Be worth For the next five years, yeah. I think it's worth a couple it's hours. It's worth a couple hours. I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Let's take even a higher view. So what is what would a typical agenda for the day look like? Given yeah, all this, I we'll wanted to explain about. the rationale first before we gave the agenda. But a lot of people say to me, you know, you ended up talking about a schedule, so give us an agenda. So here's the rough example of an agenda. Eight o'clock, you welcome the candidate. You you go over, you bring them to your office, you go over their schedule review, talk about the day, tell them what it's going to be like, you know, behavioral interviewing, that kind of stuff, assuming you do that, right? At 8.30, they have their first interview with a senior direct of yours, okay? At 9.45. You take them over there and introduce yeah, them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we'll get into the husbandry process of getting people from interview to... The general rule is the losing interviewer, the losing person, takes them to the next interview and hands them off, okay? okay. Um, at 9.45, immediately after the first one is done, the second interview happens with one of your senior directs, assuming, again, that you're having two. Again, this could change slightly. Uh, then the next thing is a break at 11, because the candidate will want to go to the bathroom. Uh, at 11.10, you have a junior person interview them, okay, for an hour. At 12.10, he goes to, the candidate goes to lunch, okay? Uh, and again, we have the 90-minute lunch. So at 1.40, you have a second junior interview. And at 2.45, uh, you give them five minutes. You start adding a little bit of buffer time in there. At 2.45, you have the third junior interview. Here's a question. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah? But would you encourage or discourage the second junior interviewer and the third, the person they're going to... Uh, interview with after lunch be part of that lunch is there any pluses or minuses uh, oh sure I have them sure I have them come have. to lunch yeah, yeah look look I, I think um, I don't know why you wouldn't I mean more time with the candidate is more putting eyes on the candidate listen to what the candidate says is good now if a candidate if an interviewer said to me oh, I don't need to interview him I heard what he said at lunch that's when you say I'm sorry let me check who works for whom here <laughs> I decided you need to interview them you're going to do an interview. And guess what? It better be good because now I know you think you don't need to, but you're going to act as if you're going to need the training. And I want you to be especially good at telling me why you don't think you should be hired. And if you tell me it was the common at lunch, you're going to get some negative feedback yeah. from me. Yeah. I'll be really polite about it, but you should know that was a really juvenile thing to say. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that's where I, that's where I was going. The, what the reaction of the, of the interviewer might might be now on the other the, the great thing about it is all the ice breaking has been done you yeah lunch, right so you, yeah. you should be able to do a great 
Yeah, I, and I would think lunch. if I was the second junior or third junior interview, I'd say, hey, we're meeting after lunch. It's nice to meet you. I'm glad I get to know you a little bit. The candidate's like, wow, that's nice. He wants to know me a little bit before we do the interview. And then you get the junior person who's like standing back and saying, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Well, what you should do is shake hands and have lunch with the guy. He's a normal guy. She's a normal guy. I'll just sit down with him and say, hey, it's good to meet you. The fact is, guys, there were hundreds of people considered. There were 10 people phone screened. This person got brought in. They're Right now, they're one of 100. You should be interested in them. Not go. because you're going to say yes to them, but because you're interested in people. Because if you can, you want to be interested because there's a chance that you're going to say yes if you end up not saying no. I, I you know, okay. seems pretty so, simple. Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah, sorry. so lunch, then 140, the second junior interview. 245. 245, third junior And then you have a break at 345. They know you go to the bathroom again. Okay. And then at four o'clock, it's you for two hours and you're done, you're done at six o'clock. Um, and that is long enough. That's a long day. For that's a, brutal. For you know, that's 10 hours. Yeah. And it's brutal. And I wouldn't have any problems. I can't, can't get it all done in one day. I want two days. Fine. If you fly them in the night before and you, you're, you, you have a budget for two hotel nights and they can afford it. Great. Absolutely do it. Um, a lot of people would say, no, that doesn't make any sense. Although, you know, more senior people, they spend a lot more time with them. If you're interviewing directors and you're only spending a couple hours with them, that's dumb. That's reverse. That's backwards, right? Less time with more senior people, really, really a bad idea. Well, I'm naturally a good evaluator of talent. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Nobody's so good that they can hire a director or a VP with a two-hour interview. just doesn't work that way. You, well, I'm sorry. You can. It just, yeah, just The data says, the data correlates to say, you can't. <laughs> so... I think that's it, right? That's it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we started with some process assumptions about behavioral interviewing and those kinds of things. Remember, you start the day, but you don't start with an interview. All of your directs, all with an asterisk, interview during the day. It's unlikely, but we start with that as a principle. Senior people get 75 minutes. Junior people get 60 minutes. Senior people are in the morning. Um you assume 90 minutes for lunch, although you could do a fast lunch at 45 minutes. It gives you some flexibility. Uh, you interview last. And then we shared a rough example. And guys, these recommendations are by no means the only way to do it, but they do work simply and beautifully. The idea here is to eliminate logistical thinking the day of your interviewing. Make it a brain-dead process so that your brain can focus on the decisions on the candidate and not on your planning. If you spend all day being a concierge, you're making a mistake. Yeah. Fundamental mistake. The process should be the concierge and not you. There you go. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this series. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, check out the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. Lots of great folks there um, ready to, and willing to help in any management problem or professional problem you might, might have. Join us. See you there. So long. <laughs>